Yes, my name is Tone, um, and I represent Kicks worldwide. This, this, is, this is Diversified, diversified game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have a young man who hit me up and said, hey, man, I got a great idea. I'm looking for mentorship and help in, you know, various ways. His name is Tone. This is his company. We're going to talk about it, and you're going to see, you know, probably some fancier stuff of me just opening it up on this interview, but we're going to get into kicks you guys kicks get this in your head before you see it on shark tank you know i've predicted these things before they've gone on shark tank boom kicks tone welcome to the show how are you doing brother what's going on man i'm doing i'm doing great i'm doing great man let me just congratulate you on your entrepreneur journey but the the beauty of this box i'm gonna have to do this box justice and get you know the the full thing of this box you know choose your own vibe this box in itself is a vibe he has socks he has you know the cleaner he even puts a mask in there how did this idea come about give us the game please Sure. So let me give you the game. These boxes, the box that you received is specifically what we like to call the KOL box. So, um, and that's a term that, that is commonly used in Asia to reference influencers, a key opinion leader. So these boxes, you know, we've actually, um, we strategically made and sent to specific people that we knew would be influencers, possible ambassadors, folks that could, you know, really talk up the brand um, positively and help put it on the map. So what is within that particular box are individual products that we have for sale on our web store. So that's awesome. the actual box of the Kicks Cleaning Wipes. Um, and there's a, that, it, it comes in two boxes. So what, what you've received is the, the seven pack. And then we have, a, we have a 30 pack that would typically be used um, in store, right? So it's like more of like a dispenser box. Now, give us the game on how Kicks even came about because you you mentioned Asia and, you know, people are going to be like, Asia, hold on, man. There's black folks out there. You know, some folks don't know that we're everywhere. We're so, everywhere. You know, yeah. How'd you get there? How'd the idea come about? You know, venture capital fund or did you bootstrap it? Give us the game. You know what? It's a it's a beautiful story. Um, And it's and it's a simple story. Kicks started off. Uh, it was an idea that just a bunch of friends came up with, you know, just over drinks one day was like, you know, let's start a brand. Um, we love streetwear. We all, we're, we all consider ourselves to be like sneaker heads um, and sneaker aficionados. And we wanted to create a land. We wanted, we wanted to create a brand that would basically support that lifestyle. Um, and that's where kicks came out of. And <laughs> what we did was, is that we, we literally like, we looked at all of the different uh, cleaning wipes, that existed literally went down a list, got like the top, the top brands, took them to the laboratory. And we told the scientists, yo, like make us the best thing that comes out of this. So kicks is like a Frankenstein <laughs> of all of the premier cleaning wipes, but engineered specifically for sneaker cleaning. 
And it's a, and it's an, it's a, it's really for on the go purposes, right? Because I remember I was doing an event here in Detroit recently, and we're giving out wipes for free. Folks just needed to scan the QR code, follow us on IG, and it was crazy. I'm trying to give these wipes out for free, and people are not trying to take them. Some folks weren't; they were apprehensive. They're like, "Oh, no, nah, no, nah, bro, my kicks is clean, my shoes are clean." <laughs> I'm like, "That's not the point. We're not a we're not a sneaker cleaning company." That's not what this is. We promote elements of fresh. So it's mm-hmm. about staying fresh, not about being fresh. That's what Kicks is all about. So we're here to complement your lifestyle. We're here to make sure that you can stay the freshest that you possibly can. So we're going to definitely venture into different products as well. Like I got my, I'm thinking about making, it's really taking things that have already existed or that have always existed, but just making them sexy. And mm-hmm. making them appealing to folks that are in this are in this culture, you know, people that spending thousands of dollars on a pair of sneakers, you know, it's it's nothing to spend seven dollars on some wipes that are gonna keep your shit clean. Excuse my language. You, no, definitely. And now let me ask you because some people are you know dusty Devons and they want dirty uh, kicks because they got a dirty booty, and so can <laughs> can they have? <laughs> Can they have like kicks? If let's say you, you know, you got a, a, an extra kick, could you also wipe your hands or your body with it? Or is it only meant for, you know, shoes and or leather and things like that? You know what? Personally, I have not used it to uh, like on a for topical skin usage, but I, because I know the ingredients, it would definitely not be harmful. It's all natural ingredients, just oils and water. OK, no, that's, that's right? good to know. Yeah, so it can certainly be used. But you know what I use my wipes for? Like, I use them to clean my glasses, my computer screen, you know. um, I've even used it in the vehicle, Mm -hmm. right? In the car, just I spilled something in the, you know, on the the upholstery. Can go ahead and wipe that down as well. You mentioned the vans. Most certainly, it actually works the best. Now, if you go ahead and go ahead and open it up, because I want you to see this with your eyes. I want you to see it and feel it. Here we go. Here we go. I, I haven't opened up a package like this in a long time because it reminded me like of the Magnum packaging. And I'm yes. like, man, my, my, my days of, of that are, are done. So there's a little <laughs> tear in here, folks. Um, and, you know, it's an easy tear. And OK, OK, I, I'm seeing you. Oh, wow. I like the feel. That now, feels like it can get something clean. You guys, I don't know if you, if you can really even see this because the light is behind me, but one side has these, um, I don't know, would you call them beads? What would you say? Yes, you yes. So there's a, there's a, there's a raised side, mm-hmm. right? And that's for the more tougher to clean areas. So that would work specifically for the soul. Right, we say kicks oh. for the soul. That would that work for the soul. So like you got your vans and there, because you know vans, um, that's that soul. It very easily like sucks up the dirt. <laughs> yeah. So you use use that harder side to tackle the dirtier uh, than the rougher areas, and then you can use the the soft side or the um, the flattened side for other for other topical purposes. 
Yeah, I, I haven't seen it like this. Um, and I got to, yeah, I'm going to, I actually, I want to save that. Cause I want to use it on my vans. Um, I had some that I've had for like years that I, my kids finally said, are you ever going to wear those shoes? And I wore them out the other day, but you know, you got to keep them clean because my vans, I mean, I got vans that you can only get in certain places at this moment. So I, okay. I, I you got yeah. the base vans. Man, I've I've gone to South Africa to go to the Monte Casino and grab some vans one time. I said, ain't nobody got these. And I still haven't seen them anywhere else sold outside of that. So I really, you know, if when you get it, because I, I give stuff away all day. Like, you know, wear it. Somebody may like it the African way. Man, you can have it. Like people say, my jer- I want that jersey. Let me go get you one because I done sweated this one out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but... <laughs> But kicks now a group of friends. It is hard to start a business. It's even harder to start one. Even if you have a spouse, how did you guys all come together and say, okay, you're going to be the boss of this. You're going to be the boss of that. And where did the first monies come from? Honestly, like I said, it came, it came about from a group of friends. Um, and the majority of them quite affluent, um, put up the money just to do something. Because they just wanted to do something. We just wanted to do something different in the city. Mind you, we were all in Shanghai at this time. Okay? We were all mm-hmm. in Shanghai as a group of us. Some some are uh, mainland Chinese folks. Some from the States. Some from Europe. Right? From all over. So an international eclectic group of friends came together. We put up the, the initial dollars. Um, and we created the product. Right? Now, the, the, the funny thing was is that after it was actually made and everything was said and done, the majority of the like original investors and the folks that, that put it together, they just were not interested in carrying it out. They're just like, all right, cool. Like, we did our thing. We rich. We got other things to do. <laughs> like, y'all can go ahead and take, y'all, y'all can go run with this and make it into a brand. So at that point, there was a product, but there was no brand. Hmm. It was, it was, there was just a product. That's when my, that's, that's when the homies reached out and they said, Tone, like, we, we, we need you. Like, can you turn this into something? Can we create something? Right. And I was like, let's really make this a lifestyle brand. We just threw our first music festival um, yeah. titled The Kicks Fest in Raleigh, North Carolina. We had PD Pablo come out, um, Smoke Perp, Flip De Niro, Richie Ray, Big Molly, Odalis. It was a it was a beautiful event. We we brought together the entire community. It was at the Red Hat Amphitheater, which is like one of the the biggest music venues. And it was the first time that they ever actually had an independent production there. So this was the first wow. time we were literally giving a platform and a stage to black and brown voices. Right. Um, we had local vendors that were represented there as well. We had we even, we even had people there out there registering folks to vote. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was it was a beautiful event, and you know we and we did this for promotional purposes. Like this was not a this was not to make money, right? This was mm-hmm. literally just to to put on an event, to put our name on the map, to let people know that we're here for the community. And of course, we had so many kicks, right? So many sneakers, sneaker vendors, and people came out dressing the their absolute freshest. Um, that was our first time putting it putting on an event of that caliber. And the plan is to take this internationally um and turn it into a, a concert series we call it a kicks fest because i want to have a con- i want to have concerts or events with like festival amenities because like i really got into the nightlife and festival 
sort of uh, organization booking and things of that nature when I was abroad and absolutely fell in love with the whole culture um, that mm-hmm. comes that comes with it. And I said, cool, like, let's bring that to the community because the urban community, the urban community is unfamiliar with this lifestyle. <laughs> like, we're, it's just it's just it's not natural for us. So it's like, let's let's bring these festival amenities to an actual concert um, and put on something that is uh, representative of the local communities. Right. So so we're a lifestyle brand. We represent all things hip hop. Right. And like I said, promoting elements of freshness, however you choose to express that we're 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 here to support it. How do you guys balance out the power of, you know, who does what we hear so often people, you know, struggling with that, even if it's their brother, their lover, whomever Mm. to say, look, man, I want to do this and I'm not going to budge. And, you know, it has to be done like this. Like, how Mm. do you guys sort those things out? You know, what? that's a great question. And I think that it's something that we work on and that we improve on every single day because, being in a startup, it's like actually difficult to even have a designated role in many cases. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we all wear all the hats. And maybe that's a part of it is that um, I know that at the top, it's it's small, right? Mm-hmm. So Kicks, the LLC, has three owners, myself and my other two partners, Moment and Arch. Um, so up at the top, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tight circle. We're in constant communication. And I would say that would be my advice to anyone that's starting a business, has a startup or what have you. It's all about communication. The titles, you know, those can be transient, but it's important for us to be transparent with each other as to like what I'm working on currently, what I need you to work on. Right. And how we're going to basically like meet these deadlines and and accomplish these goals. Um, We also use a, a CRM that helps us to like stay organized as well as far as like what tasks and objectives and things are concerned. Gotta have a CRM nowadays. If you don't have one of those folks, um, I don't know how you're doing business or if you're even doing business. Uh, <laughs> automa- automation is is real and it's here uh, for us to enjoy, to make, you know, those simple problems non just non-existent we don't have to do them they can let the software let the ai do that now talking about asia i can already hear the haters say see i was gonna start something like that but see i didn't want to go and give it to china so they could knock me off (laughs) you've lived in china you know the area tell me why that wasn't a concern that did not make you you know you weren't uh yielded by that yeah you know what i mean like with everything it's all about who you know and I actually, I speak with folks oftentimes now that I've been back here in the States that, um, that are trying to start their, their company or they want to develop, you know, a product or what have you. And they're going through AliExpress, right, to get it. And if that's your first experience or encounter with like Chinese manufacturing, you know what I mean? Then, then God bless you because it'd be, it'd be really difficult for you to really go past that because it's a terrible experience. I'm going to let everybody know right now. You can hit me up personally. Don't go through AliExpress. What you'll find is, is that there is a middleman to the middleman to the middleman to the middleman. And that's where you will get caught up. That's where, you know, folks, they may rip you off. You may, because I've, I've, I've heard horror stories, right? People that wanted to do business with me. Hey, I want to get these phones. Do, 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 do. But I said, cool, I can get them to, you to this price. Thinking that they're going around me and getting it for a better deal through AliExpress. 
and someone runs off with the whole bag. Wow. And then they come back to me, hey, Tone, you know, uh, oh, man, <laughs> I got robbed. And I'm just like, damn, man, I mean, you that, that's why you should have been rocking with me from day one. It all comes down to who you know. So simply, we know the individuals that own the factory that produces our product, right? And I, and for all of the things that I, uh, even for, for other branding projects that I work on for other folks, um, working with um, an, uh, an, apparel, an apparel brand that wants to revamp their designs. It's like we go direct to the source. <laughs> There's no middleman. Um, and that's, that's, and like I said, that's where folks find themselves getting caught up. Man, I'm I'm definitely going to send you some folks because I know, you know, for people's first business, especially during COVID, AliExpress blossomed a lot of businesses, but because they haven't made their way to China yet, and I'm thinking about someone I'm sending to you like as we're, we're talking to say, you know, Tone might be able to show you the ropes, you know, as a consultant, um, how to get your product without the middleman. So I'm definitely going to send, you know, be sending you some people. Let me oh, ask you, tell the people why you went to China. What inspired you to go there? Okay, so the first time I went to China was in 2010, and that was actually during the World Expo at the time. Um, I went to an international high school, private school, uh, with a number of Asian students, um, specifically like Chinese and Korean students. So during the holidays, um, when it doesn't really make sense for these students to go all the way back to their home country, like, you know, Thanksgiving or, or Christmas or something like that, there was actually a program for the, the, the day students and their families to host these students. So ended up hosting this kid, Ben Wong, who's one of my just really good friends, even to this very day. Um, and that's, that was my first. So we hosted him, his family, like now, mind you, this is a huge deal within Chinese culture, like to have, mm -hmm another family come and like take you in right mm. specifically like people of color like that's unheard of for them so that was a huge honor and, and they, they really respected us and they loved us for doing that for their son and they said yo we want to invite your son to come visit us in shanghai so that was my first time traveling to shanghai i was there for two weeks uh, i believe i was in the 10th grade so yeah like 15 or 16 years old that was my first time visiting China and my first time out of the country, like outside of Canada. But that doesn't count. That's, you know, we in Detroit. That's right across the river. <laughs> uh, we going to count it. We going to count it over here. At least you made the jump. <laughs> How many people from number Detroit two, have about made the jump? Yeah, right. That was number two. That was number two as far as the uh, international journey was concerned at that time. Um, and then when I was in college, my mom, actually, she got a job in Shanghai. So she was working in Shanghai for a little over a year. Um, once I graduated, I went out there to visit her. And within a couple of weeks, I had a job and I was locked and loaded. I was out there. Nice. Nice. Just like that. You see, when God sets it up, he is with it, it, it. It's just like that. It's smooth like that. And even, you know, you coming back and, you know, being able to connect with your dad during these crazy times, you know, um, he always has a plan. So I, I love to hear that. Can you tell somebody, maybe the 14 year old out there listening right now or the 16 year old? Mm. 
saying, wow, I, I have a chance. My school actually has something I could go to China. Could you tell them what to expect? Because we see a lot of negative when we see, you know, black in China videos. We don't see yes. enough positive. And I like to highlight the positive because the negative you can get right here at home, you know, right, right. in Detroit, you can get the negative. Um, but what are some of the positives that you lived in China that you could share? Man, just just countless, countless positives, man, to be a, to be completely honest. And I can only speak from my personal experience. It was just that as a as an artist and as a creative person, um, China just gave me the platform to do all that I ever could have imagined. Like I've directed commercials for New Balance, you know, in, in Shanghai at the age of 25 years old, something that would never have could never even imagine me being able to accomplish in the United States. Right. Um. And then as a model, I've walked on, you know, I've walked on, the, I've opened and closed runway shows in Shanghai and in Beijing, right? Like I've been in L, I've been in Vogue, like I've, I've, I've traveled and toured the country, like as a rock star, you feel me? Like the, yeah. the amount of, and also have been respected as an educator, a tutor and a teacher. So huh. it's like, there's a different, I've experienced a different level of respect, Right. Um, and, and I just, I just love, I love China for what, like I said, just the, the open arms that, that embraced me and gave me the opportunity to, to really explore what I, who I am and what I'm doing. And now that's, that's fully really kind of changed my direction in life as to like what I, who I am and what I do, right. Focusing in entertainment, but having the experience of living abroad and, doing things in, in, in such an international city like that's um, that's given me the the connects um, and the network to then bring that same thing over here to the states right yeah. so now I'm, now I'm building bridges between both of these communities um, and I'm in a and I'm in a unique space I actually recognize the 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 full weight the gravitas and the responsibility that I hold right mm. as that voice because yeah, you're right. We can, it's easy to focus on the negative shit, but honestly, there's so much positivity going on. Like, I was just talking the other day. There is a W... There's a school named after W.E.B. Du Bois in China. Really? In Yunnan. Because W.E.B. Wow. Du Bois visited China in the 1950s and met with Chairman Mao. Brother, brother Huey P. Newton visited China, right? W.E.B. Du Bois lived in China. Like, his wife died in China. Mm -hmm. Like of old age, you know, what I mean, like, not, not like nothing terrible happened, but I'm just saying that they lived there until they died. <laughs> wow. So, so there is actually a long history of diplomacy between like the black radical movement and the Chinese Communist Party. So in your opinion, and, and I got to go here, um, the division that we see in the West that they try to they try to make the Chinese seem like they do the Russians in every movie. It's like, damn yep. it, the Russians got to be a bad guy in everything, right? Yep. Do you think that's the West trying to keep us in division? Because we know if we're all fighting and we don't unite, they get to do whatever they want at the top, right? Is that's that exactly how you see what's it? going on? That's exactly okay. what's going on, and it's high levels of propaganda from the West to try to discourage any sort of compatriotism between the black and the Asian communities. And mm. I'm a huge proponent of it because if, if we want to be real and let's talk about history, that's what we've always been doing. We've always been trading 
And we've always been sharing mm-hmm. as far as science, mathematics, culture, language, and tradition is concerned. There's always been a connect between African and Asian communities. In fact, it wasn't, I mean, it was the white man that even came up with the term Middle East <laughs> to remove the fact that there is a transient land that is both Africa and Asia. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is ancient. This is ancient. We've always been in cahoots with one another, right? And then I've even I've even been hearing more propaganda about what's going on in Africa. Now, mind you, there is some fuckery afoot. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's there's there there's there are always going to be some some poor business deals and things of that nature. But the but we have to we have to look at the agenda. Where are the like the news sources that are reporting about the Chinese involvement in China? I mean, the Chinese involvement in Africa, right, are funded by the same organizations that have always been exploiting Africa. They're just trying to shift the they're trying to shift the uh, the narrative so that it paints China as the bad guy when we still have 16 countries in Africa controlled by France. Thank right. You. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. let's talk about what's really going on at the end of the day. You can you can you can postulate that maybe these moves could potentially be predatory, but as they exist, these are business deals that were made in in good faith. Now, whether that actually like trickles down to the people within that society, that is what it is. We got to talk about corruption in these in these different countries as well, right? Yeah. Um, but at least the Chinese are leaving infrastructure. They're not just taking and giving nothing in return. And then again, going back to the positives, another thing that people don't mention is that with almost all of these um, in these business relationships, another thing that comes about it is, is that those students in those African countries can study in China for free. Mm-hmm. So there are half a million people of color, quote unquote, black people and people of the, the diaspora that live in China. Mm-hmm. There's a half a million of them living there and the majority of them are students, merchants, right? And, and, and business people. So they're out there um, studying to be doctors and things of that nature, studying Mandarin and then going back to their country. And then now they're, now they're, they're qualified to become diplomats. Woo, I, you got a course just to teach about how that goes. Cause a lot of people don't even know how here, how to get a job in the UN. And, and I'm going to tell you guys about, right now yeah. for any and everybody that wants to study in China, just hit me up. I get you a scholarship. We'll get you out there. You guys, you guys heard that tone is giving the game. I just, I just got some ideas. You're going to see tone on some other channels too, that are even larger than this. So I'm going to save some questions that he'll be asked by some clients of mine. One particular, the African diaspora news channel, because when you start talking like that, now I'm seeing even some more, but, but what I will ask you, which um, clients won't, ask is what is your you know your next year's goal for case because this is definitely shark tank ready as far as visual maybe the numbers you say i don't want kevin o'leary talking about me um because our numbers (laughs) aren't a gazillion at the time but what do you think the next steps because this is ready for Foot Locker the way you've packaged it it's ready for amazon the way you've packaged it where can the people buy it and what are the next steps so the people can currently buy it right now um, on our Shopify, which is Kick Swipes. Um, and 
what I would say my goal for the next year, man, I'm really looking for investors. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for investors. I'm looking for, for, for partners um, and also sponsors um, in regards to these festivals and these various events that we're planning to throw, right? And continue. That's, that's like, that's number one on my plate. Okay, when you talk about investors, uh, what type do you want? Angels? You want vultures? I mean, venture capitalists. What what, what type of deals are are you looking at? Because you know, venture capitalists they they want to take you know fifteen to fifty percent so they can have control. And it's like, do I even have this company, or does the company have me? What type of investment are you looking for? Right. You know what? That's a great question. Um, honestly, I'm open to to all different types of conversations right but ultimately i would like to have i would like to still retain and have that that um that agency and the ability to to make decisions right mm-hmm. okay it's, and have you done important. any competitions yet not yet not yet i mean honestly like this event that we just threw that was like the first sort of like dent in this market we've done events in china and we've you know so Things uh, are, we do have some brand recognition there, but this was really our first mark. So um, I would say that we've just been plotting, plotting and planning and, you know, thinking about the, uh, the branding and the marketing and everything just over the past year during COVID. And once things started to open up, we're like, yo, let's just, let's do the first event here in, here in the, here in the Carolinas post COVID um, and get folks talking about us right so we're just we're just getting started we're just getting started but but like i said it's been a couple years in the making right as far as getting that product developed and i'm actually i've been talking with um with a few distributors in in africa in ghana um and they and they love the product and i'm trying to get it out there but that's also why i reached out to you because i needed some help with that with with actually literally like with transportation i wanted to i'm that's that's been my struggle over the past couple of months is finding the most economic way to get it over there. Um because mm. by air is it's just astronomically expensive. It doesn't make sense to send by air. Like we'll we'll lose money. We, we would make we would make no money <laughs> even sending the product by air. That's how expensive it is. Um, we're going to we're going to we're going to talk about that and I'm going to talk about that off air cuz there are some, you know, some ways of of sending that over depending on the products but i also um some things are to be said you know behind the scenes right 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 but you being an artist and let me say you guys when he when you see in the description box you know artist a and r director the man has music that is like this is real music this is not we're practicing this is we're putting (laughs) out professional videos the one thing i know about tone is he has taste he he knows not what's hip now but what's hip now and what's going to be hip tomorrow, you can tell it. You know, he has taste. He can do that throwback. If you didn't catch his shirt, he took the throwback <laughs> of the Nickelodeon. You know, um, he has the uh, the Jalel White, Steve Urkel. But if he takes him off, he's Stefan glasses on. <laughs> you know, he, 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 he has taste. Like, you know, somebody who has style. So I, I love that. And so I almost I don't want to give you guys too much game because I want to save some because I'm going to be talking about him today. And Tone, this is what I do want to know, though. With the success that you're having now and the best is yet to come, 
What is a community give back that you're doing now or that you plan on doing in the future? Yeah, that's a great question, bro. So actually what, what I'm planning on next, um, I want to do a, so there's a, there's a really cool uh, streetwear shop called Alumni um, based in Brooklyn. Um, and a buddy of mine, he's doing like creative direction for them. And I believe that they're an Asian American owned sneaker shop, right? Um, so we're like, yo, let's, let's do some sort of event there talking with a couple artists want to do like a, have like a meet and greet or a walkthrough for, you know, a notable celebrity. Um, and in order for those to gain entrance, in order for fans to gain entry into this event, you have to bring a gently used pair of sneakers that, that we will then be able to give back to the community. And I was thinking like, actually for the majority of events that we do, I want to have that as a component, either like you cannot enter <laughs> unless you <laughs> contribute or you're given like some special perks or, you know, things of that nature if you do so. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a small thing to do, but honestly, I think that it would be truly impactful because after the event, ha um, after our, our festival, the kicks fest, um, I had did like an impromptu interview with smoke perp and I got to hear his story and it was actually really powerful. You know, because we're, we're just talking about sneakers, right? That was the whole conversation, just talking about sneakers and culture and, you know, how he came up with it. And he said, bro, like, when I was growing up, we was, we was broke. We was poor. My mama couldn't afford to buy me the cool sneakers that I wanted, right? So he was like, it was just the desire for attaining those sneakers is what made him a hustler, right? Is what, yeah. is what gave him that sense of grind, right? And he was talking about, yo, I had to go and I had to, I had to purchase this and then and flip that, stand in line here to get this and flip that and sell that and stack up until I was able to purchase, you know, this 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 brand. And it was just like, you know what? We look at brands like Tom's and like they're sketchy, right? It's like, oh, if you purchase a pair, then we'll give a pair to a kid in Africa. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't honestly know like what the effect of that was, but I know that there are kids right here in our communities that that need this stuff, right? And we can we can help um, be the agents of change in that particular arena, and hopefully do even more. That's that's it's it's so minuscule, honestly. But I think it's a step in the right direction, and I hope to be able to build upon that and actually eventually open up the Kicks Foundation. Man, this, see, this is right here. This is what we call high value. Man, that word gets thrown around YouTube. You guys know that you say, you know, it's not even about the money. God made us all. But when you have a purpose bigger than yourself, that's what you're on tone. I thank you for coming on. I got to say so much. I want to say behind the scenes. I'm going to have to cut it, cut it short, y'all. And you're going to have to catch <laughs> Tone's interview. Follow him on the Instagram. Get some kicks so you won't be a dusty Devin and be looking out there. So. Just because you got a chain don't mean, you know, you're clean. You got to have the whole motif, everything. You shouldn't have no sweat underneath the armpits and your shoes should not be dirty, looking crusty. Tone, I thank the you, man. Let's Are you tired of the violence, tired of the injustice, police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America? 
or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. DiversifiedGame.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, aka the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mazungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. From Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town, Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind, and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifygame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.